Welcome. Good morning, guys. Today's Advent theme is the fourth week of Advent. It is joy. We're talking about joy this week. And uh, to begin just this short 45, 50-minute message we have with the time we've left. It's a joke. I'm not going to go that long. We're just going to go 45. Okay. With the little bit of time we have left today, um, I'm actually just going to begin with reading to you a devotional. This is called Shadow and Light, A Journey into Advent. Um, And I'd just like to read this to you today. It says, happiness is a lovely thing, especially during the holiday season. But it feels so fleeting to chase it. Happiness is wholly dependent on outside circumstances, on things beyond our control. The company holiday party went just as expected. The kids are content in their reasonable Christmas expectations. Cookies turned out delicious. The order gifts weren't overpriced, and the extended family members were gracious in their last phone call. But joy is wholly dependent on one's inward posture, on remembering God's never-changing love for us. Feeling joyful isn't required for acknowledging that there is real, genuine joy found in the incarnate Christ. Life may be difficult at the moment, In this holiday season, it might not be happy, but it can be joy-filled when we remember by faith that God is Emmanuel. He is with us. Lean into the inward joy of knowing, even if there's no accompanying joyful spirit. The incarnate Christ is here with you as you anticipate the celebration of his birth. This week um, was a difficult week for me. Uh, I traveled to Atlanta this week to visit with a pastor friend who buried his wife. Much too young. Leaving behind three children. I got back from that trip, emotionally worn out, to three sick kids. They always find a way to get sick on the worst weeks. An emotionally needy dog that I just can't possibly be around in this moment. It's just a bad week by all accounts. And this next week, and I don't want to steal too much from the future, but this Christmas Eve we're going to be talking about hope in a hard time. But as I'm trying to sermon write and to spend time doing a little bit of work this week in between the baths and the tears and the snot and the crying and the dog jumping for the 20th time to go outside, the doorbell rings. I was just asking myself, how do I talk about joy in a season where it's just been painful? How do you talk about joy in a season where life's just been hard? Doorbell rings and Amy's on the couch with the kids, all of them piled on top of her. And so she says, hey, you, take your headphones off. Go get the door. So, okay. Emotional media dog right there next to me, needing to know what's going on. And so I go to the door, try to box her out, open the door. The cold air is coming in. And it's my uncle, in-law. And they had heard we were sick. We were unable to attend the Christmas party on that side of the family. And they dropped off a couple packages, just groceries, just some food, some snacks, some oranges, a card that says we're praying for you to get better. But it felt so appropriate. It felt so like God to show up in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the frustration, in the middle of a dog that's much too needy, 
He showed up in the middle of all of that. Sometimes God's goodness can just look like a package of groceries. Sometimes God's goodness can just look like a text message. You know that Christ is well acquainted with sorrow and with grief. As joyful as his coming was, it came in the midst of pain. If you go back through and read through the story of Christ's coming, you realize that for some, the shepherds and many other people, it was the most joyful, exciting thing that could ever happen. But the Christ of Christ's coming was also the time of the greatest loss for many, many people. Yet Christ came. In life we experience hardship and death and pain and hurt and so much more, but God is still there in all of those moments. Joy can still be found because happiness is fleeting and circumstantial, but like this we just read, joy is this inward positioning of the heart. It's an intentional turning into the presence of God, intentionally feeling your pain, feeling your frustration, feeling your hurt, but also knowing that Christ always shows up along with the pain. Well acquainted, man of sorrow and grief. Yet his presence is the one that carries the peace and the joy and the hope of the future. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 that says, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Philippians 3.1 says, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. And Philippians 4.4, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. To quote the prophet and leader Nehemiah, he says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. There is times and there are seasons. There are years that Christmas may be more enjoyable, more joy-filled. Everything's sparkly and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is on repeat. But there's also years that it's hard and difficult. And maybe your days are more filled with pain and hurt and sorrow than you'd like to admit. But Christ is still good. God is still good. And he shows up in those circumstances just as much as he does in the years that it's happy and good and everything goes your way. You finally made it to the store and got that PS5 before the other people did. You finally got it. God is good. And this is short today. And this is just a little reflection, but I'd like to lead you right now. Actually, if I could have a keyboard, a guitarist, or somebody come back up. I know I'm throwing the schedule off a little bit. I'm twisting things around, but somebody come on back up onto the keys for me a little bit. I'd like to lead you through just a very familiar psalm. But we're going to pray it together today as a prayer and as a reflection. And I think the best teacher or person to show up in your life right now is God and the Holy Spirit. And so this is the question that I'd like you to ask before we, we read this together is, where can you see God's goodness even if you're in a season that feels sorrowful? Where do you see God's faithfulness, even in the midst of pain? Where is God right now? You begin to turn your heart and to be thankful for him. You begin to turn your heart and you begin to thank him for the little things, like a card 
like a bag of groceries, like a phone call or a text. You begin to open your Bible and you begin to read through where God's been faithful. You begin to remind yourself, remind your faith that God is good no matter what. You begin to reflect on the qualities of God in your life. And you begin to declare his goodness over your life. So if you're in a season today or this Advent season that feels more sorrowful than joyful, know that you're in okay company. Feel your feelings. Feel those things. Don't bury them. Don't push them down. But invite Christ's presence in the midst of the sorrow. He's well acquainted with grief. And he can lead you through that moment. Church, would you stand with me right now as we just pray this prayer and read it together. This is Psalms 23. Before we do, where right now do you see God's goodness? Even in the midst of sorrow. I'll read the first line and then you can repeat me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Lord, where do you supply enough right now? Where do you fill us, God? How are you providing for us right now in this season? Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Thank you, God, that you're enough. Thank you, God, that you're here. Verse 3, he says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. If that is you and you're clinging to that promise right now, would you just put your hand in there? That you're in a place where it feels painful. You're in a place right now that is hard. And it's a place that's hard to be joyful. But by putting your hand up right now, you're declaring, Lord, would you enter this season? Would you come into this moment right now? Would you restore to me, God? Would you position me towards your goodness and create a joyful spirit in me, even in the trial, even in the hardship, even in the pain, God? Thank you that you can be good even when it hurts. Thank you that you are good even when, by all measurable circumstances, it's bad. Thank you, Jesus, that you're well acquainted with grief. Thank you, Lord, you know what pain is. You know what betrayal is. You know what loss is. Thank you, Lord, that you know what it is to suffer and to hurt. Thank you, God, that we know what it is to trust in you. Thank you, God, that we know what faith is. Thank you, God, that you are faithful to us. 
I want to read verse 3 over you again. It says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God rejoices in you. He brings a spirit of joy in you. Did you know that it brings glory to him? He will do it. He will bring you back into a place. He will heal. I don't know if it's this lifetime or next, but he will restore you. Linda Meyer came, Linda came up to me. Anderson came up to me right during worship, and she just gave me this prophetic word that I believe turned the whole sermon today, Linda. She kept saying, God wants to restore you. God wants to rejoice in you. God wants to build you up and to make you whole and to bring a refreshing on you. So church, verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so if this is you today, church, I just ask you to take your hand and put it over your heart. And pray a very complicated prayer. Holy Spirit, come. We don't need to make it harder than it is. Would you pray this again? Holy Spirit, come. And I'll just give you a second to just pray on your own and let the Lord deal with you. is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of my days, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Holy God, create in us a fountain of joy. Stir in us a spirit ready to dance. Kindle in us a fire of gladness and set loose in us a song of praise. For you are the one who comes with healing and blessing. In Jesus' name. And church, let me speak this prayer of Paul over you right now. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, he says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. And then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Would you start clapping your hands? Would you get excited? Would you praise God? Would you start reciting his goodness? Would you start bringing him into this present moment? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Don't stop. Keep it going, Lord. We just praise you right now, God. Your name is good. 
Thank you, God, that in pain you're still here. Thank you, God, even when I'm in sorrow, I can be joyful. Thank you, God, that you're seeing me through this temptation. Thank you, God, that I'm getting through this trial. Lord, you are so good. Thank you, Father, that you're here in the pain, here in my sorrow, and that tomorrow is a new day, that a new season is around the corner, and that you show up in the midst of pain. Jesus' name. Amen. That was so, that was a little bit deeper than we might normally go. Can you just take a deep breath and breathe out? Holy Spirit, come on us right now. Would you just breathe in his promises? Breathe in his goodness. God, Father, in Jesus' name, we give it all to you. Glory your name. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Church.